0: Welcome to the common briefing program the most well-prepared podcast you've heard in your entire life uh, my name is Colin Ketchin and I will be hosting what is a summary of geek news all the hottest headlines uh, from our favorite uh, geeky nerdy domains over the last month uh, that month being August of 2021 uh myself and my two friends here are just going to try to quickly recap uh what we think was the most important or interesting stuff in our favorite spheres of geekdom i am joined
1: by hi i am jeff lovett and i am physically present no that's a lie we're we're on the you've internet done, you, you it's just, you've done, just you really? you've done this exact bit before i don't know if you've done
0: this exact bit before or that you mean for it to be a bit, but you are certainly cycling through.
1: I promise you, uh, like a I don't. I, I don't not. I never purposely decide to say something and then immediately correct myself. It's never on purpose. It's like I say a thing and then I'm like, oh right, that's just not true, because yeah. Yeah, You're a, <laughs> you are
0: lurping, lurping, looping through a few synapses here that uh, just are. Well, are really... OK, listen,
1: listen, I'm still my my stupid brain is still connected to, you know, the regular CGB format from like that we literally have not done in like over a fucking year. Where yeah, our yep. thing is we introduce ourselves and say what we're talking about. And it's never gotten I've never gotten over the fact that in in these ones we just say our names. And then I every time I say my name and then I panic because I'm like, oh fuck, what else am I supposed to say here? And I say some nonsense. I know nonsense, my name is Jeff, but what else? And it's, what and else? It's, what else am I? All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and physically present we now know for sure is not the answer. Who else have we got with us?
2: Uh, Hi, I'm Taimu or Chowder. Whichever you prefer. I'm just uh, See, looking like over. has
1: a fun little fucking all... catchphrase. I need a catchphrase.
2: Well, I think you're well on your
0: way to one now if you keep making this mistake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, Chad. go ahead.
2: I mean, it's not a very catchy, catchy fret catchphrase so you know
0: no but it is like very uh, like it, it very much it's, <laughs> it's consistent it works for you and like whatever you say like hi i'm chowder in any context you could be introducing yourself to another person my brain now goes straight to or you know time will or chowder whichever you prefer like my brain will flip flop the names or whatever but like that is a catchphrase whether you're proud of it or not you you have cemented it i think for those of us that are <laughs> that are familiar mm. um
1: Chowder is... is doing something that I've always, uh, you know, never, never been able to accomplish. He's well on his way to becoming an actual cartoon character. <laughs> the next thing that he needs is just wearing the same exact outfit every day, which is the one thing I've gotten the closest to being able to do. Uh, <laughs> just from yeah, lack I, of hygiene. I
2: mean, I'd rather not, simply because that's generally a sign that my depression in, uh, is like well overtaking me so like see
0: i think i think jeff has suggested something different from what you are inferring which is not that you wear the same exact clothes every day for two weeks straight because yes that is usually a sign that something's not going wrong you have like 20 copies of the same exact outfit so you're always clean and pressed and identical to what you look like the day before Okay, that's not that.
1: what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> oh, Chowder has not saying. got that down yet. I, no, that is what I'm saying. I'm, but that was saying that's the one aspect he hasn't gotten down yeah, yet. Yeah, that is that is the next step. That's
0: that's the next step in Chowder's evolution to Chow or whatever his Pokemon is. I mean, there
1: like. already is a cartoon Chowder. So, like, once we get to that point where Chowder has reached full cartoondom, then we're going to start facing trademark issues because, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's true, uh but like you know, I'd like to think of myself as that cartoon character who always has like a different uh, uh shirt every every episode with like some funny funny little uh joke mm. uh, for the logo design, you know sure well, either sure, way, yeah, you want got be, some uh, shopping to do.
1: Chowder wants to subvert the cartoon form, but you have to, Chowder, you have to, you have to know the rules before you can break them. You know, that's what we say in (laughs) art a lot of the time. So you have to start wearing the same outfit every day. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like there aren't characters I can go.
2: I can't go off of like Mabel's always wearing a different sweater. every But you need a little
1: extra budgets to,
0: to draw those extra frames.
1: But that's what I'm saying. Chowder is that characters like, like your Mabel pines, like your, fucking i can't think of another character that does that but i'm sure there's plenty of them those are characters that break the traditional cartoon format of wearing the they same the shit exception. every day they're the yeah. exception but well now that, i'm starting that, to feel know. bad
0: like we're pigeonholing chowder into a specific set of cartoon ideologies and or clothing <laughs> practices and i don't want to do that <laughs> so i think i'm gonna pivot pivot us out of this and we're just gonna jump straight into it So in August uh, 2021, there are a couple things I'm a big fan of that I talk about quite a bit. So every, when Colin talks, you're going to get a smattering of, um, well, frustration, first of all, but also Star Trek, Destiny, and Halo. And it's been a, a big old month for all of them shits. So I'm going to start with something so that now feels so long ago. I forgot that I was supposed to talk about it this month, which is Halo Infinite. We have got... Uh, a smorgasbord of information regarding that game. Most importantly, I have played it. So Halo oh. Infinite had a, uh, a multiplayer preview, a technical flight, which a lot of people are calling a beta. It was basically them just saying, we are going to test out the game by letting people play it. Sounds a lot like a beta. Uh, So I was invited to it. I was one of several hundred thousand. So uh, any thought that I was going to feel special, uh, immediately out the window. But managed to uh, play it for, it was four days straight. Now, Halo is a first-person shooter set in a science fiction world. 500 years into the future. And typically, you play as a space marine uh, with cybernetic enhancements. You're called a Spartan. So this is not about the story, though. This is about the multiplayer, which more on multiplayer story in a bit, but, um, uh, Halo's multiplayer is a competitive arena-style shooter where you get, you know, four people against four people in a small map, and the name of the game is Get the Most Kills. In order to do that, you gotta know where the weapons spawn. You gotta know the flow of the map and, uh, cooperate with your team to just lock it down and, well, kill the enemy as much as you can. That's competitive multiplayer, but they said when they were launching it we're not doing competitive multiplayer for this preview we are doing bots now mm. bots can mm. bring about a lot yeah yeah can bring about some mixed feelings okay. the the, the idea being you're you're not playing against a real person you are playing against a a a, a video game ai trying to behave like a real person and i now think is going that, in is <laughs> that
1: just for the for this you know uh, just for this beta? multiplayer
0: preview yeah okay. so well this,
1: okay the, i mean that yeah makes a certain amount of sense doesn't it?
0: it does because uh i guess that the bots uh for multiplayer matches uh they serve a couple purposes one they want to make sure that halo infinite is something people can jump into halo is a 20 year old franchise if you're trying to get someone to play your game it's hard to say hey just bring the context of the last 20 years of this game you've been playing like fuck no that no yeah. that's not how you teach someone to play a game So they're developing bots to make it easier for new players to get into multiplayer. And also if somebody leaves a match or you can't get enough people in a game to make the teams even, you can backfill a spot. With uh, a bot and just so that the, it's still at least sort of fair in terms of sure. team sizes So, so there, go it's going not like this... it's exclusively
1: mm-hmm. you're fighting bots It's just that there are some bots because there's only like a hundred thousand people playing the beta, right?
0: Well in in this beta it was specifically a team of four players against a team of four bots okay. And I think a lot of us were going in kind of thinking like bots in video games are terrible There's no way this is yeah. going to be tough They started the bots off at the lowest difficulty and i gotta say couple things hit me right off the bat one this game feels amazing like halo has its own sort of vibe and every time that they try to modernize it with you know sprinting aiming down the sights of your gun people are like that's not halo that's call of duty i don't like those people anyway but this really did sort of i think move the needle this closer isn't to samus
1: classic. it's three-dimensional Exactly, yeah, it's like, (laughs) but if
0: you're just gonna complain that, you're gonna miss out on the fact that Metroid Prime is one of the best games in history. So, this really does bring the needle a lot closer to classic Halo in terms of vibe, but it is still fast, the accessibility options are phenomenal, um, player expression with, like, armor and, uh, voiceover customization is, like, a lot more tangible. I was getting excited over the few options I had, and the bots are pretty competent. Which Mm. was a little scary, because I mean, like making
2: bots that are good is easy.
0: It's hard. It's 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 hard to make them mimic the behaviors of players in a multiplayer environment that's existed for twenty years. Yeah, there were bots teabagging. There were bots crouching up and yeah, (laughs) crouching up and down (laughs) uh, to to get shots off while dodging headshots, and they they (laughs) fucking. The lowest difficulty bots that they that they hit us with, like stomped them every time, like never lost a match because, you know, it's still bots, but their grenade aim was infuriating. Yeah, no,
2: but here's the thing about making bots. It's it's easy to make bots that are like good at playing the game, right? Like they can they mm-hmm. don't need to worry about aiming because they're just good at aiming. Mm-hmm. It's hard to make bots that act like people but the the fact that they're teabagging yeah I I think uh, I, I, I think that's a it, weird yeah, I, think I think we've for taken I, I think we've a
1: step in. too far Like what I don't, even, gonna, know, what, I don't even know are we going to fucking program it, the bots <laughs> to start yelling racial slurs now too? Like
2: <laughs> No, what? but they
0: do yell. They do yell over yonder a lot. I'll say that. What's over yonder um,
2: mean? It <laughs> to, s- to when when who, you're
0: running around in the game the 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 Spartans even if you're not on chat, the Spartans will yell callouts like "Hey, shotgun's up in five seconds. Weapons over here. Guy in the middle lane." But the one that got the most traction, probably because it was just yelled too much, was people yelling "over yonder," trying to say that they see an enemy. So oh, you hear God. like four different voices yelling "over yonder" every 10 seconds. <laughs> and three for three industries, the developer, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna, we have to put in some rules so that <laughs> you don't just hear that <laughs> all the time." But, all in all, really fucking solid game. I th- it, It's so weird, uh, uh, I remember last year we talked about Craig the Brute, and the campaign demo, and the lackluster graphics, um, and so we haven't heard a lot about the game. We come into the Halo Infinite multi- multiplayer preview after not seeing much other than like a two-minute trailer at E3, and universally positive vibes. I can say it feels great, it looks great, uh, some of the new options are exciting. Um, and it was just all I did that weekend. Like, I slacked on everything else just to play against these bots. I knew I was going to beat, but it was still just so fun to play. Um, so that's, that, that was, that lasted four days. They're going to do more of them, and we'll probably get more competitive multiplayer. There was a window of it where, for like an hour, they let people fight each other. I was asleep at that point, so I missed it. (laughs) But, um... Really, really solid start, really impressive bot showing, Uh, looks and feels great, a lot of faith in the game after that. Which is good news because we now have a release date! Halo Infinite is launching its campaign on December 8th as well as its multiplayer component which is free to play on Xbox and PC. All Xboxes and PCs since the Xbox One pretty much can run it. If you run it on a lower NPC or an Xbox One, you'll probably get like 30 frames per second at best. I was playing on a mm-hmm. Series X where you get 4K 120. So the range of fidelity they're supporting, pretty wide. Uh, so it's taken them a long time to optimize stuff. And that comes at a bit of a drawback, which is the biggest fucking bummer I've been hit with for Halo in a long time. Halo is a game that people know for its multiplayer functions, both competitive and cooperative. And at launch, for this new big quasi open world campaign that they're doing, there will be no co op. Not for three months after the game um, launches, and that is bummer. big sad for me. Hmm. Um, I am honestly considering like, and I have, I've, uh, you know, Pat. Laura, uh, uh, Rebecca, a lot of people that I just regularly play through these campaigns with. I'm honestly considering trying to avoid Halo spoilers for three months and just not play the campaign until I can play it with people. That is that is how <laughs> central that experience is to Halo they, campaigns for me.
1: Did they so, give a reason for why the 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 co op is? They delayed said it's enough, not. Like that? They
0: said it's it's not ready. Um, the uh-huh. I think. The the context is, this game has been in development since 2015 at the earliest. This is a right. very long dev six cycle. six years? Damn. Yeah, it's a very long dev cycle. It was delayed a year already, and then they said it was going to launch in fall, and now it's launching in December. Um, So it's been getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. There was a lot of high-profile, like, creative director turnover about two years ago. They ended up bringing back in Joe Staten, who was the writer and um, one of the directors for the original Halo games. Uh, they brought him back, and that has given some people some confidence. Uh, that with the multiplayer preview, I think people are generally feeling pretty good. But mixed reaction on this one. I think it's just they don't have time to optimize this, and and I guess that makes sense. Like Chowder, you'll talk a lot about pipelines and the need to have uh, like skilled people in a workflow to make sure something gets mm-hmm. done. It's not just about having the people; it's about having the process. And right. I imagine. That Halo never having done uh, like a non linear gameplay experience, like it's always just go from A to B and follow the story. It seems like they're going to, if I'm this right, out a the closest more.
2: they've done was ODST.
0: That's right. Yeah. And that is still pretty linear. You can just sort of walk around in between the missions. This seems like a pretty big expansion on that. I imagine that um, building the campaign took a lot more resources than people will assume. And when it came time to, you know, tighten the screws. They decided we are going to polish what we can, and we don't have time to polish this by December 8th. So, I am yes. sad, but that is, that is what's going on there. Um, we, they also won't have Forge, which is the map building uh, feature, until six months later. Um, which is hitting people a little less hard, because not everybody does Forge uh, stuff. I used to do it a lot way back in the day, but, um, yeah, that's- that's sort of the Halo Infinite news. Uh, looking good overall, but a few- a few gray clouds, uh, over that experience. Um, what else? Let me zip through two more things. One is, uh, very close to Destiny. Sorry, very close to Halo is Destiny. It's fucking- ah, damn it, I screwed myself up. If only I could go back and fix that somehow after the recording. So, Destiny is a shooter (laughs) created by the same folks that make Halo uh, that made Halo, and now they make Destiny, and, uh, we had a big ol episode on this, uh, pretty recently. Th- Th- Destiny's been in a state where it is getting better at telling stories, Which is, you know, kinda what you want from a game that asks you to play it every week. Uh, they're getting better at telling stories, they're getting better at, um, incentivizing people to come back more frequently but there are still like destiny is such a big game that it has its own ecosystem mm. like there are mm-hmm. there are multiple economies within the game there are multiple uh, systems to interact with just to keep your character moving, and leveling, and and doing new activities. And that's great, but that always means that something is gonna fall behind. So we have game modes that, like, kind of get stale, or cheaters take over them, and, you know, guns that just, like, take over the whole game because they're too good. Uh, so, we-we've kind of hit the point since the last expansion where it was- those things are really starting to creep up and-and get mainstream attention. And on Tuesday, uh, Bungie, the developer, blew all of that out of our minds with the announcement of uh, The Witch Queen, which is their nest- next expansion due out in February. The Witch Queen, we've known is coming for a while. They rev- they announced it a while ago, but this was our first proper reveal. A lot of fun story stuff. We get to see a villain that they've been teasing since 2015. Um, they announced that the game is now moving into like a prelude story, so we're kind of seeing the bit set up for it, and that's fun. But what they announced that's really <laughs> really exciting is in the fiction of destiny you play as a guardian you wield the power of the light as dorky as that sounds mm-hmm. basically you have superpowers and you come back from the dead and then all the don't bad guys they don't they don't have that superpower and then in this one they were like oh no the bad guys are getting those superpowers and oops. yeah oops <laughs> can't <laughs> fuck that one up um We didn't get some of the announcements that we thought. We thought we would get a new elemental subclass type, but instead they announced they are going to go back and rework all the old ones to match the current systems. So all those things that are falling behind, they said, nope, we're fixing all of it. That game mode, that competitive game mode Trials of Osiris that everyone's cheating at, we're putting in more anti-cheat, we're making it harder to exploit the matches, and we're incentivizing more people to play so it's not just the cheaters playing. Yeah, like, you know,
2: (laughs) I was, you know... I'm starting playing Destiny 2 and, you know, one of the first things is, like, we're installing this anti-cheat software onto your computer and, mm-hmm. I don't know, that that makes me uh, stop for a second. Like, is it an anti-cheat software?
0: It, so they're partnering with uh, BattleEye. This was actually one of the announcements. But, BattleEye uh, is an anti-cheat yep. software developer that works with a lot of other big games, I think, like, Overwatch. Um, and it is because... Particularly in this Trials of Osiris game mode, this is like the end game hyper-competitive, like, best of the best. This is where you go to get the best weapons and really cut your teeth. Um, it has been ruined by people cheating on PC, Mm. on console, whatever. They are finding ways to exploit it, and, like, every once in a while the game will tell you, go play Trials of Osiris, and me and my whole clan is just like, I don't fucking want to deal with that. Now, chatter (laughs) to assuage any fears... That uh, that anti-cheat software should only apply to those competitive modes. The bulk of the game, it it does not matter or kick on really. Yeah, no, so. it's
2: just like I I just had to uninstall some Adobe software. And mm. motherfucker, the Adobe might as well just be Mal for what it does to your computer yeah. and how hard it yeah. is to get rid of.
0: Yeah, no, there's a, uh, there's, it's, I, <laughs> it makes me sad that these games aren't readily available on Mac because it is much easier to yank stuff out of a Mac. But yeah, in Windows, it just, it fucking, its tendrils are everywhere and it's a pain in the ass to get out. Um, But I, speaking from someone who's been playing the game for a while, I'm very glad that this is, that this is a thing now because it really has not been fun uh to try to engage with these things that are supposed to be super rewarding hmm. but there's even more incentive to do them now which is crossplay. so now everyone regardless of platform can play destiny together it has already in just the last week made such a tremendous difference in how i play the game um really really great to be able to play with my pc friends uh, my playstation friends and make it easier to get stuff together um, all in all, Destiny with the Witch Queen announcement, the sublight, rev- uh, the light subclass revamp, the anti-cheat stuff, the crossplay, and all the quality of life changes. Like we're getting, we're getting weapon crafting, which in a game about randomly acquired loot, I'm very surprised they added weapon crafting. But that'll be coming next year. Uh, it feels like a big breath of fresh air, and um, I don't know. the The, the news is so nitty gritty that beyond that, it would be. Not worth it for me to explain here. But if you are curious about Destiny, it is a good time to jump on board. Um, And they've published blogs with all the details on this stuff. It feels like the most significant change in the direction of the game in about a year. And that's great. That's what we want to see. Last little bit. Star Trek Lower Decks uh, Season 2 premiered. That's the animated comedy Star Trek on... Uh, Paramount plus it's great. It's really good. It's really funny. It's some of the best. It's my favorite new Star Trek show Uh, it's three episodes in right now and uh, If you like animated comedies like the you know your solar opposites your ricks and mortys I think this is uh, up that alley whether or not it'll meet that standard for you And if you like Star Trek and you say harumph, I don't want a funny Star Trek. Yes, you do you're wrong You want it. It's good. It's it's everything you want it to be. That's all I got um, those are my three big things. Cool.
1: Who's next? I, I can go. I've got a number of things that I want to talk about, so. Ooh, numbers. Yeah, I've got a couple Pokemon stories, a couple Marvel things, a uh, Masters of the Universe thing, and a few Transformers things. Um, Ooh. Starting off with the Pokemon stuff, because that's what I have open uh we got some some disappointing stuff that uh there was like a really kind of homophobic tweet exchange between the like with the developers of uh Pokemon Unite which is mm. Pokemon Unite is like the mobile mobile game right chatter you it's it's it, the right?
2: mobile i i have not played it i just it, it's basically their League of Legends, the Pokemon League of Legends, you know gotcha. the moba. Uh, yeah,
1: there was like a. I I don't entirely understand how to fucking read the order of of Twitter, so I I don't fucking know exactly how this shut down. But basically, like someone was like, "Can you say gay rights?" And then the studio's Twitter account was like, "Why rights of heterosexual players are equally as important?" And it's just that's like, mm, that's never mm. the
2: point. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that. and I was like, oh. Mm. Rough. So yeah, I mean, it I was never inclined does. to play a MOBA. Like even if you make it Pokemon, you can't make me play League of Legends even if you disguise yeah. it as Pokemon, but now
1: I'm really not
2: inclined.
1: So that is uh that's I don't know if this is supposed to be T-I-M-I or T E or whatever it's T-Me Studio Group is is the the developers of Pokemon Unite. So, you know, if you want to keep a fucking blacklist of of game developers that that's they're kind of shitty uh i don't have a lot more to say about that but that does suck um the other pokemon news which is less shitty is uh we got a uh a pokemon direct from nintendo this month that uh showed us a lot of the uh new features and stuff happening in both um the diamond and pearl remakes but i care slightly less about that and uh more information about this pokemon legends arceus game that we saw uh, a while ago that we haven't gotten a ton of information Uh, about i
2: think you mean arceus
1: oh my god don't don't don't, don't, (laughs) we don't need to have a whole fucking conversation about the inconsistent pronunciation of that
0: it's the tolkien hard sea the the keleborn yeah. the kelebrimbor arceus gotta it's love like it.
1: arceus makes more sense because it's got a big arc on its back sure but arceus just sounds a whole lot better and i feel like the but, po- it, it, like but the, it sounds like the Arse, official pronunciation you know? ping pongs back and forth all the time <laughs> yeah but yeah anyway so that that game like it's it's you know it's it's looked to be set it's set in uh in uh what is it Sinnoh? that's the region that it's set in yeah it's it's called which is basically like a Sinnoh region from the past which is a pretty cool concept yeah but other than that like it kind of looks like it's going to more or less be like a a typical kind of Pokemon game just with a few twists and turns like you're still actually going out into this world with plots and catching Pokemon and stuff like that just some of the mechanics are kind of different because they're like oh this is the sort of like proto you know before like pokemon society and shit like that so pokemon are a bit more in the wild they'll actually attack you a person a human being uh <laughs> which is not usually how it works yeah i, I mean
2: they're making changes to the mechanics and also it doesn't seem like gym battles or the pokemon right, league yeah, or yeah. Thing. so it really does seem like a much different experience
1: but i see i'm kind of skeptical about that Chowder, because like you know, they were also making that with with you know the Olola region. They're like, oh, it's not gym battles; it's this other thing. And then the other thing ended up being functionally very you know similar to gym battles. Yeah, yeah. So but I'm like, like, I'm not willing to say that they haven't thrown that out yeah, until true. I actually play the game or like see more about it. You know what I mean? Mm.
2: We've got but, we've like
0: away the... with gym battles. Welcome to Bim <laughs> Might
2: right. as well have been yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. You can now get ambushed by a laser shooting bear and that's terrifying (laughs) which okay this is the most
0: interested i've been in this game since an announcement tell me more about laser (laughs)
2: bears
1: But yeah, no, it it looks pretty cool. Still, we don't have a tremendous amount of information, but the trailers do look promising. And just for the sake of time, I want to kind of move on from there. Before Um, you
0: move on, could I ask your guys' reaction on something? Just because I'm not in the Pokemon space very much. Yep.
1: You're literally one of the main characters.
0: (laughs) Fuck you. So (laughs) the visuals in this game. Mm -hmm. I mean, similar to the reaction to Halo Infinite a year ago, people were like, is this really what this next-gen game looks like? And even when you compare Pokemon Legends Arceus to Breath of the Wild, it does not look very visually impressive or even Um, necessarily stylistically coherent to me.
1: I don't know how you guys feel about it. It is possible, Colin, that you're seeing a bit of of the other game and confusing the other game that they're releasing, which are the Diamond and Pearl remakes,
0: which basically... I'm very familiar with Arceus as a uh, as okay. an open world Breath of the Wild gotcha. style yeah, game. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it looks
1: fine enough. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it too it, much to- Yeah, <laughs>
2: I mean, to me, it's my reaction is not mind blowing, but adequate. Not yeah. I yeah. think the best
0: description I saw was, "I'm really sick of these 2006 looking games on the Nintendo Switch," and I looked at it and I'm like, "Yeah, Oblivion looks better than this." Which okay, a, uh,
2: having played Oblivion, no, I wouldn't go that far man
0: I I I kind of would I mean playing uh, playing oblivion on modern hardware yeah back then when it was like 720p maybe a little too grainy but um I it's just it it just didn't stand out to me I don't know I don't I might be missing the point but that's just that
1: is, that yeah. Is my I don't know. Impression. I guess I haven't really been thinking about that like, quite as much, like, just I, because I, it's been overshadowed by the Diamond and Pearl remakes. Like literally yeah. looking just like soft reskins of the old game instead of having mm. like the updated graphics. So I've been more focused on that in terms of like the being disappointed by the graphics. But fair. I don't. It could be. It's also you know like the the game doesn't come out for a while anyway, so it's like they could still be you know improving True. some of that stuff along the way. True. But yeah. Um, the- but yeah, that's uh that's the Pokemon stuff I wanted to talk about. In terms of Marvel, we got a few uh trailers. We got another Shang-Chi trailer, we got another Eternals trailer, both of which were good, but you know, not a whole ton of new information. And we got our uh our Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, and uh it's it's confirmed a few things like they are doing multiverse stuff because fucking Doc Ock, like the same actor from Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi movie. Say is his name, Alfred Molina! Yeah, yeah. Alfred Molina, yeah, is is fucking is showing up in this at the very least. I mean, we got hints at other, you know, other villains from the other ones too, but he's the one we saw in the trailer and they de-aged him and I mean
2: we, Yeah, no, it's pretty likely that we're seeing Willem Defoe's Green Goblin. Yeah. We heard They like the
0: full rise of Skywalker yeah. in the in the middle of the trailer and they threw in the most <laughs> iconic line for, uh, iconic laugh yeah, from yeah. the franchise. That is not a hint. That he's in it. We're get that was the same pumpkin Sure, bomb. But That's the I'm same saying- laugh
1: no i'm not saying yeah i mean yes confirmed to be in it for sure i'm just saying that you know that doc ock is the one we see on screen and it's like the big moment of like oh Mm. shit hey look it's him he's de-aged and that's so i'm kind of you know i feel like i could go into this a lot and i don't really want to for the sake of time because i have other stuff i want to talk about but like I'm sort of curious if this is like actually crossing over with the Sam Raimi Sam Raimi universe or if this is crossing over with a universe that references that thing by having those actors cuz like Doc Ock died in Spider-Man 2, right? Like
2: <laughs> and also Green Goblin. So like I'm Yeah, true. Uh, my best assumption is it's a different universe that yeah. references it's Regardless, a different universe
1: that is cast yeah. like that universe sort of similar to like in in Spider-Verse how we get our you know introduction to Peter Parker and all of the events and stuff that he's listed are mostly the same events as what happened in the same Raimi movies even though it's not yeah. that Peter Parker. So I, I'm I, hoping personally that it's something like that and that the casting is more just like a meta thing cuz I I mean again I don't want to get fully into it but I have like tonal problems with those universes being canonically part of the same multiverse just because, like, I I like those movies, but they have problems that, like, I can't, sure tend tend to not be as much problems in the MCU that would, like, mess with me. Like, you know, Doc Ock is a regular guy with the the fucking, you know, octopus suit, and then he gets punched in the face by super-strength Spider-Man all the time and, you know, doesn't immediately pass out or, like, even as simple as the main I character is clearly 30 years old but is supposed to be a high schooler like those things I, mess okay, up well, I think beyond
0: that stuff studio politics are going to be informing the choices yeah. here yeah. because ever since the original deal to bring Spider-Man into the MCU made back before Captain America Civil War mm-hmm. um, there was an interview where Kevin Feige head of Marvel Studios and uh, Amy Pascal uh, who I don't know she's uh, an executive producer or head over at Sony Pictures I don't recall what her role is there but she has her own studio as well Uh, and she's the producer of all the spider-man movies she said something like oh yeah now that we have this partnership you're gonna see all these other people we own coming into the mcu and then you look Mm -hmm. at kevin's face and he's like oh excuse me what the fuck and he like really (laughs) tried to walk that back so Sony has been explicitly trying to piggyback off of the success of the mcu and this movie because it is a sony product is very smart to reference their previous movies because it will tacitly tie the mcu into these movies directly or indirectly whatever the degree is so regardless of the canon and jeff i agree with you on a lot of the problems because i think that the spider-man sam raimi trilogy is the progenitor of a lot of the modern movies that we've got now for superheroes and they didn't figure everything out That said, they are still good, and they are not related to the MCU, and Spider-Man is the only profitable IP that Sony has left. So they are very, very smart Mm. to maneuver it this way. This is also a good chance, as we saw two years ago when the Spider-Man deal fell apart and then came back together, there's also a good chance this will be Tom Holland's exit from the MCU proper into... Uh, the Sony universe of Marvel characters, whatever Lord. they're calling it. So
1: this <laughs> Try to get is him in the Venom movie and stuff. like Exactly. That, yeah. So whether or not this is
0: the last hurrah, this is clearly angling to leverage the MCU to boost the the the, the Sony properties. Because imagine how many people yeah. are going to go rent or buy Spider Man Two after seeing Doc Ock in it. Even just right, from yeah, that, yeah, yeah. huge, huge.
1: Yeah, I'm just like I don't know. Personally, I'm hoping it's more of like a you know, like Evan Peters and WandaVision kind of thing where it's just like a wink and a nod to the people who are watching it, whereas not, yeah. But, like, yeah, I I was... So but like it should be noted me. that generally uh, I feel it, like the live action Sony movies are like it, it, not great and they're just like really trying to money grab in terms of like hey let's what if we yeah. had a whole Spider-Man universe except we can't have Spider-Man in it but we're still going to do it anyway it's just like yep. why yeah. you know but
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, it should be noted that Toby Maguire's Spider-Man spent most of that trilogy as a college student not a high school or like no, yeah that was just the beginning sure. of the first movie in the
1: first movie though he was for sure a high school student at least for part of it so yeah I, i'm just saying and like, joe Manganiello was flash to, thompson i always forget
0: about that one <laughs> yeah i'm
1: not trying to bash on on the sam raimi movies i think they're good movies i just like them better as their own because it's not it's not just yeah. stuff like that it's also like a tonal thing where like that universe feels a lot more yeah comic booky and th- a lot of its choices in ways that i don't feel like jive well with the the mcu even if it's like a different universe kind of thing it's just like that i don't yeah it's like oil and water to me a little bit you know it's I think like they don't mix well
0: i think i take a different approach where when i hear the term multiverse and i i assume the implication is infinite multiverses so well, I, sure. I appreciate that you w- don't want them to be part of the same multiverse. I'm like, who knows how fucking far removed these things are? I'll swallow that pill. Who
2: gives a shit? Yeah, and so that's just on, my take. and then honestly, like Spider Verse, Spider Verse kind of leaned into the whole different styles colliding with yeah. each other. So I'm no, cool. Yeah, and I'm that's cool.
1: that's one thing. I guess it's for me. It's just like the um, you know, like I don't want the the Fox X Men universe as part of the MCU either because like yeah, that still kind of pollutes the overall quality because it's like. You know, it's not just tonal differences with some of those movies. It's like things that just straight up don't make sense in those movies. Like, you know, all of the continuity errors in the Fox. Nobody
2: want to touch the Fox X-Men movie. And like, you know,
1: it's been a while since I've seen the Sam Raimi movies, but I do remember there being some stuff like that that would, you know, it's just like, I don't, you know. I'm not talking from the most full, fullest educated, you know, yeah, stance okay. here because it's been Deadpool's a while since I've seen going to ruin that but... for
0: us soon, and I'm
2: excited to see uh, how.
1: Yeah, sure, but.
2: It, uh, okay, it's a, if, if anyway. there was a character who could just yes. walk on screen yeah, and that is, yes, nobody would question it, it would be it's Deadpool. Deadpool.
1: Yep, very sure. happy about that. So, but anyway, so that, I mean that you know I, I I feel like I could go on for that in a while for a while and get into all of that stuff, but that I feel like that should be its own thing if we're doing it. But um, in terms of, okay, so I've got Master of the Universe and Transformers. Master of the Universe is short. We just got a, a trailer for the new Netflix series. And if you're like, hey, didn't we just get a Master of the Universe Netflix series? Yes, we did. And we're getting another one. This one is more specifically for kids. They announced them around the same time. So we've known about this for a while, but we've seen a trailer and, you know, it looks kind of cool. It's a it's a reimagining of it. There's obviously uh, a, a ton of departures where it's like, it's it looks more like full on alien sci fi rather than sci fi mixed with Conan the Barbarian. Like they kind of have removed a lot of the magical stuff and made it more you know sciency type stuff. Like Orko is a fucking mm. robot, um, which you know is like if that yeah. was like our only new iteration of Masters of the Universe, then I might have more of a problem with those things. But it's like eh, you know it's a reimagining of it, and I'm willing to give it a shot. Um, yeah. But it it is going to be aimed more at kids. So
2: I got Masters of the Universe Revelations. I'm content. Do, do whatever. You're right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And then, okay. So Transformers. I've got a couple things. One of them is quite brief. Um. But ties into the next thing is uh, we got the announcement that Hasbro is doing another Hasbro Pulse Con. In 2021, this was, you know, they, they're they basically in lieu of, it's another online kind of Comic-Con-esque uh, thing where they're going to be revealing a bunch of new product for from all of their different things, um, including, of course, the Transformers panel, which will be exciting. And that is going to be happening on October 22nd and 23rd. Um, so we just got the reveal of that this month. So there'll be more to talk about it in October, but that that's that. Um and then the second thing is we got our announcement on uh last Friday, I guess it would have been. Um I guess a week from a week before this episode airs, is uh we've got the announcement of the next Transformers uh Hasbro HasLab project. Previously this was Unicron. The yeah. So this one is is substantially less uh expensive. It is yeah. It is but it you know, it is a um It is Transformers Victory Saber, which is a reference to uh, our new iteration, basically, of one of the most famous, uh, like, popular Japanese characters from the whole, like, Japanese side of the Transformers mythos, because, like, Transformers has always been kind of like a joint thing between, uh, you know... Between uh, the Western side and the Japanese and the and Japan, pretty much like the U.S. and Japan, kind of like run in tandem doing Transformers stuff a lot of the time. And there's some shows that from the original Generation One continuity, they're pretty much exclusive to Japan. And uh, this is a new iteration of one of those characters, um, and it uh, it it's this one needs 11,000 backers by basically that Hasbro PulseCon. So there's 41 days until it needs to be backed. Currently, it has about 4,000 backers. This is significant in a few ways in that um, Unicron was only 8,000 backers was the the target. Um, and uh, this is a much more obscure character than Unicron. Yeah. Like Unicron is one that like a lot of people will know, whereas like to the Western audience, like a lot of fans do know Star Saber and, and Victory Leo, the characters that this is, but like it, it's mostly more popular in in Japan. Um, but that being said, this is substantially cheaper than Unicron. Unicron had an MSRP of uh, five hundred and seventy five dollars around. And this one is one hundred and seventy nine ninety nine. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, that's a lot less. Um,
1: but, you know, it's obviously not as big as Unicron. And just to break down that pricing a little bit, uh, basically, this this set comes with two characters, the character Star Saber and the character Victory Leo, who combined to make Victory Saber. The fucking Japanese names are all wild. But um, do you in- really
0: want to go into the American names we have got? Because those are not better.
1: No yeah no they're not they're they're all very bad but yeah they're, they're like, <laughs> the fucking japanese names are wild in, in ways that are that are not <laughs> we're not as used to um ah. but so breaking down the sizing of these figures and how they relate to that price i think is kind of interesting because basically so there's the two figures here uh there's uh star saber which is so in terms of transformers like regular retail pricing we've got like size classes so we've got deluxe which are you know around 20 dollars uh we've got voyagers which are around 30 dollars leaders are around 50 dollars and commanders which are around 80 dollars and then titans which are like our big products that are like you know around this price about um, of being like 150 plus dollars um and in terms of sizing for these figures, Starsaber himself, I think, looks like in terms of the amount of uh, engineering and stuff and the size of the figure, I'm guessing it's straddling between that that leader class and commander class price point. So between fifty and eighty dollars. Let's to be fair to Hasbro, say commander class. It's got the full commander class features, right? So eighty dollars, and then Victory Leo is kind of straddling that Voyager to leader price range. So again to be fair to Hasbro, $50 for a leader class figure. Let's say it has that amount of engineering. That is still $80 plus $50, which is, you know, $130. And this costs $180, which is kind of a large leap, especially when we're already being a little bit generous with the size of these guys. Like, yes, obviously, this is like an exclusive fan back project. It's not going to line up like one for one with those prices. But in terms of the size of these things, like, Giving them a saying that it's a leader class and a and a commander class is already kind of generous. Like it's between that and being a voyager and a leader class, which is like that would be like eighty dollars, so, and it costs a hundred dollars more than that. So.
2: It's, um, yeah. th- those, those were a lot of nouns that just, uh, I tuned out on.
1: <laughs> I think Sorry, I kept up.
2: That, I think I kept up. Were you following
1: Okay. I, yeah, I, I want to, you know, I'm just saying. No, I, it, I do, basically... I did the picture you're
0: painting is that, like, if you really, uh, like, look at the, the models at play here, the price is don't exactly line up with the expectations set by the rest of the product line.
1: Correct. And, like, with Unicron, right, like, there was a bit of that, too, because, like, at least size-wise, Unicron was, for all intents and purposes, a Titan class. Like, he was definitely bigger and had a lot more engineering, but it was around that range, except, you know, Titan classes usually cost, like, you know, around $200 at most, and Unicron cost almost $600. So there's still that there. But since it was, like, bigger than a Titan class, it was kind of, like, unprecedented. So really, like, the amount of engineering and stuff they included with it, they could kind of make it whatever price they wanted, and and have been able yeah. to justify that, whereas Star Saber is more within the bounds of of things that were like experienced with buying on a regular basis. So there's a bit more basis for that comparison to be saying like, well, it's for sure not as much engineering as like a Titan class, right? Or like a Titan class plus it, you know, or like it's it's so it's like, mm, it's yeah, it's looking like, and it's not even like a thing where it's like you know. Sometimes when they release stuff in Japan and then give you a way to get it over here, there's like import fees and stuff like that. Whereas this is just a Japanese character. It is not being released in Japan primarily and then given us some way to to import it over here. Like it's being released to the Western market. So yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Can't can't wait to see uh, your
0: reviews on that one.
1: Yeah. That being said, I I did back it. Um,
0: (laughs) I figured for a hundred something. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean like I, I do want a version of this character, but uh, you know, even if I'm going to buy like uh, if Hasbro has been pushing the envelope a little bit too much in a lot of ways with Transformers product and their pricing recently, like just gradual and less gradual increasing of like prices like deluxes that, you know, only a few years ago used to be 17.99 and are now like 22.99. So it's like, mm, yeah. Okay. Oh boy. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. It does look like a like a good figure. And, you know, obviously right now we're only seeing like the prototype stages of it because that's the contingent on they're only going to produce it if it gets the full backers. And right now it's looking like it's getting closer to that goal more quickly than Unicron did, which might have some like, you know, it might have been some like lasting repercussions of people that didn't back unicron and then once it started coming out and seeing how much it went for the aftermarket prices like feeling like they missed out on that so they're more willing to jump on this earlier but
0: well i expect uh, you to give us monthly updates as you did with unicron (laughs) but now's a good time to kick it on over to chowder what you got
2: All right, uh, well, I'm going to start with just a bunch of JoJo news, because a a lot happened this month involving JoJo. JoJo Siwa? No. Fuck you.
1: Ah, damn it! JoJo's
2: (laughs) Bizarre Adventure.
1: More bizarre
2: than that. (laughs) Anyways, uh, yeah, first of all, uh, they announced uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, the anime adaptation. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, part six and, uh, it's coming out in December and very interestingly, it's coming out on Netflix, uh, on both the Japanese and, uh, American Netflix. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how the American Netflix handles it. Like, are they just going to wait and then like dump us chunks of Jojo part six or are they going to do like a simulcast thing where it's like, yeah, every week it's, uh, it's going to be a a new episode and they're not going to make you binge watch it. I hope it's the latter because I kind of want to be able to digest what I see instead of just... "Mm." Netflix has done
1: that before, haven't they? I mean, I know
2: some other streaming services have, but
1: has Netflix actually had any shows prior where it releases it on a week-by-week
2: basis? I feel like it Japanese Japanese Netflix does that, but I don't know okay. about American sure. Netflix.
0: Here in America, I've only really seen them do it with, like, talk or variety shows. You know, Gosh, like yeah. uh, pa- Patriot Actor, Samantha Bee, or whatever.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm probably conflating that in my mind wait, with, like, TBS. the other streaming services. Yeah, because
0: yeah, um, uh, pa- Paramount and Apple uh, and even HBO have been pretty consistent with, like, the you do it week by week. That's actually been yeah. creating some consternation with Ted Lasso that I can't quite penetrate, but yeah. that's that's a different story.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so Chatter, wait, are they? so they're releasing it on the Western Netflix that are around the same time? Are they releasing the, yeah. just the sub, or are they also releasing the
2: dub? I'm not sure. I think it's just the sub simply because we've only been introduced to the Japanese voice actors so gotcha I, okay. yeah I think it's just the sub uh and like you know uh and with like part six itself it's kind of got a mixed reaction amongst fans because like part six is like the last part in the original universe before uh part seven starts in a new universe so mm. so So it'll be interesting to see how the anime may affect that mixed reaction because part five used to, at least in the West, in Japan, part five is like beloved, but in, in the West, part five had mixed reactions due to like some very poorly translated mangas. But then when the anime came out, it's everyone like, was like, oh yeah, this is amazing. So who knows? Part six might go through a similar experience. Uh, Hmm. and, uh, let's see, uh, So, JoJo Part Eight, the manga, uh, ended, and uh, Araki announced that after a short hiatus, uh, he will be starting Part Nine, which he with with the tentative (laughs) title JoJo Lands, which uh is very, (laughs) which is very interesting. Uh, we don't really know what it's gonna be about, and we it's really hard to really know. What so part
1: seven onward is in a different universe.
2: Yeah, part seven say? onward is in a different universe. Like part is it like in a
1: different universe? Is it like a reboot or is it like like is it in the same canon? I guess is what I'm asking.
2: It it's in a it's in a it's a reboot. It's like gotcha, uh, Okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, part eight was very interesting. I'm still not sure what to make of it. I might have to read it again <laughs> just to get it. Uh, <laughs> fucking as it
1: is with. Every piece of JoJo fucking media, I don't really know what to make of
2: this. I mean, I immediately knew I loved Part Four, so there's that. But yeah, and the Fair third enough. piece of JoJo news before I move on is uh, so the author of like a, a JoJo spinoff called Purple Haze Feedback announced that he's mm-hmm. making another JoJo spinoff. This one involving the characters of Whole Horse and Josuke Higashikata. <laughs> and like those are two characters fans have like wanted to see again forever and uh that's pretty dope but like it's also kind of weird cuz it's such a random duo <laughs> like those two yeah. <laughs> the uh those it, it's not it's it's like nobody ever thought about whole horse meeting josuke until that was announced, and it's like, okay, uh, I'm interested. Uh, so- okay, so all
1: I'm saying, though, Chatter, is you're gonna come at me and and with my talking about Transformers, fucking price classes or whatever, and be like, oh, you're just saying a bunch of nouns, and then you're gonna, you knew you were gonna come on here and start fucking talking about things like whole horse and Joske, <laughs> like get the fuck out of here. <laughs>
2: you see. It's different with me. ACDC. dc fuck that show. It's so <laughs> stupid. I love it. <laughs> uh, you see, it's different because I'm immersed in JoJo, and thus it makes sense <laughs> when it's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> but moving, but that,
1: that's exciting. That, that yeah, the, yeah, yeah. No, that's the, all the very exciting.
2: Yeah, and moving on from that, uh, we have uh, Disney announcing Star Wars Visions for Disney Plus. Oh yeah, that looks really interesting. What? Star Wars Visions is, is, like, an anthology of Star Wars animated, uh, animated Star Wars stuff made by different anime studios, and, uh, you know, we got, like, one by Gainax, bones it, and mm-hmm. it all looks super interesting because like yeah th- it looks like the anime studios were allowed to do their own interesting takes on the star wars universe like so much yeah star- i sort of
1: wondering if this is like if these are supposed to be like in canon or if I'm, they're just like i you mean know, inspired yeah. by star wars kind of anime things because like if we're fucking introducing bendy lightsabers to canon, I, I feel like that's going to be something that a lot of people have a goddamn problem
0: with. Uh, my- Everyone in Star Wars canon fandom has a problem with everything as it is already, yeah. so who gives a fuck yeah, who to
2: piss off? I, like, <laughs> as a dude who doesn't really care that much about Star Wars, it's my reaction is, don't know, don't care. I just, like, yeah. so much of Star Wars is just, hey, remember those movies from the 70s? Uh, remember yep. how you felt when you first watched them? Here's more of that, yep, and, yep, like, yep. It never does anything Sucks. interesting beyond that. And here it's like this looks different. It, it's a very interest. I'm seeing some interesting takes, and I want to see more. and I that so i'm I'm digging Star Wars visions.
0: I, I want to say, so as someone who does not care that much about Star Wars and someone who is uh, turned off by the aesthetic stylings of most anime, I did not watch Star Wars Visions and say, I want to watch it. But I did watch it and say, well, that's much better than what if. Yeah. Um... (laughs)
1: Because oh, yeah.
0: oh. <laughs> Marvel's What If also dropped this month, and that is their like alt universe what if, you know, Black Panther was actually Star Star Lord. But it's all in sort yeah. of this a single style, single writer, yada yada yada. And like hey. I think that sort of like hey. sucks some of the life out of it. Yeah. And hey, Star Wars Visions looks fuck, like
1: why the fuck is he called Star Lord if Star Lord is something that fucking uh That you know, what's his face was called? Did you watch the episode by his mother, Jeff? Did you watch uh, the episode? Yeah, they didn't explain why fucking Chichala is called Star Lord. Doesn't make any fucking sense. That's something that (laughs) fucking that fucking what god? What's his name? What what is his name? What is what is Star Lord's name? What is what? Why why is this like beating on my fucking? Peter Quill, yeah, that's something that Peter Quill was called by his mother as a child. Like, that was established in the movie. So why is this different person who's not Peter Quill called Star-Lord? And Doesn't why, make any sense. And why sense. would he
2: not, like, be calling it, like, uh... And even if he is calling himself Star-Lord, I imagine it would be, like, an Africanized version of that name, right? Because, you know...
1: Yeah, I mean, he's you from know, Wakanda. he was abducted at a young age or whatever. It's, and apparently yeah.
2: the... And apparently space speaks English.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, fucking... How I felt about pretty much all three of those episodes that have been released so far is, like, they're kind of fun watches, but they feel like they're sort of, like, memed-out versions of, like, the canon. So if we're saying that even though it's a multiverse, that these are in canon, it doesn't feel like a lot of the character choices make a tremendous amount of sense... And then other than that, they're just kind of, they're funny, they're, they're fun, but they're a little bit mediocre. I don't know is how I've felt about those so far, but whatever. Yeah. But anyway, that's fucking neither here nor there to fucking Star Wars visions or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I mean, uh, last thoughts on Star Wars visions before I move on. Uh, there's a sexy General Grievous and I'm like, okay, let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. Uh yeah. So next thing I want to talk about, eh, this is some quick stuff. Uh Elden Rings. Uh so yeah. So like Hello, Austin. So like <laughs> uh they've like elaborated on like George R. R. Martin's contributions. Uh uh basically he like did the uh made the world and stuff. But like all, all the writing in the game, the plot and what have you, are still written by Hidetaka hit it- Miyazaki. Yeah. So gotcha.
0: Which I mean, I don't. Some people seem surprised by that. That seemed very much like that was my expectation from the beginning. Is that he would help them build it and then not work on the game. Yeah. The dude hasn't had time to finish his book for God knows how long. You really think he's <laughs> going to be able to keep up with like a game dev cycle?
1: Absolutely not. not. No, but yeah, like, right. it, it, we still it, need to see how Game of Thrones actually ends.
0: Yeah, it, <laughs> well, I guess the, I guess the idea for the ending of the show came from him and he beta tested his last book with a TV show I was like, oh, got to change that.
1: <laughs> right. But it's also like if they don't have like the nuances from the story to work off of then it's like even if they yeah. have the general plot points like he could still make that ending work if. You know, there's more like substance behind it because, well, yeah, see, yeah, don't but like, worry now,
2: about because you'll never find out. But yeah, but now You're that tr- the crying, TV yeah. show <laughs> Shit the Bed, it's like, regardless yeah, of the then you might as well, yeah, mm, rethink some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, what was once like something we kind of assumed is now sol- solidified and like in the open now. So there's that. And, uh, so let's talk about the Martin Luther King and, uh, Fortnite. Oh, uh, right. Ugh. God
1: damn it! I was able to have what, how long have we been recording this? A solid fucking almost an hour of being able to forget that this was a goddamn thing. So yep. fuck you for bringing back that that back in my consciousness.
2: <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, Fortnite uh, did like some sort of thing for called like March through Time, where uh, yeah, they they had I like a this, I can. Uh, mural for like a. Uh, Hold on, I'm not. I'm I'm not a Fortnite dude. But like, uh, March through time will teleport players nearly six years into the past to a
0: reimagined Washington D.C. called DC63, developed by members of the Fortnite creative community. This fully immersive experience will allow players to witness the civil rights teachings of Martin Luther King. Yeah, yeah, Which and it's like, and it's
2: just like very tone deaf because yeah, Fortnite like, is this wacky goofy game where you play as like
0: fortnite has in in the defense of the people at um at epic allow like facilitating this or giving it the space to exist. fortnite has pushed the envelope for gaming in a number of ways okay. uh including right. trying to be a platform and we saw Pokemon copy it like by having concerts there. yeah, it is very, very strange still to see yeah, this a Dr. Fucking... Martin Luther King Jr. exhibit presented by Time Magazine inside yeah. Fortnite. And it's just, I think yeah. it's another experiment. I... This is just the most serious one so far. <laughs> and like the fucking
1: image that they- Yeah,
2: but like here, here's the thing, you know, like Martin Luther King was already like this uh, uh figure, radical figure who like uh got co-opted and sanitized by white culture yeah. and- Here's another way he's co-opted and sanitized by Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like because yeah. you know very, a video like, game is not going to
0: hol- allow like the a lot of the more dark realities of what Dr. King experienced and did like into a video right. game for 12 year olds.
2: And also, yeah. I mean, look, it's a video game where you go around shooting people, all right? Like there's a yeah. there's a loading screen that says headshots do significant damage. Aim for the head exclamation point. And uh... now learn about how that applies to civil rights.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, cause like, this is the thing that people Christ. were complaining that people were like pointing out. Right. Yep. Is because like the, so the, 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 the text that Chowder just read that shows up on the loading screen is like a randomized thing, you know, like a lot, you know how Minecraft says a different thing every yeah. time you load it up. Right? Yeah, sure. But Tips. that was the randomly selected loading screen that, that was, that fucking showed up. And then they went in and it's like a talk about Martin Luther King. It's like, Woof. You think maybe you could have thought yeah. ahead and just taken that one yeah. out for a few weeks?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, nope. Th- th- that's it's just the indic. It's so indicative of the stupidity of this whole thing. Just to see this image of the fucking xenomorph from Alien and Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty sitting at standing a- in front of a billboard and reading Martin yep. Luther King quotes. It's just like, come on, guys. Come on. Like, you must yep. have known that this was just treat- not the right format. Just, like, treat if this you with as a gravity- company want to put out a like a thing, a tweet about Martin Luther King and you're the company that makes Fortnite. That's one thing, but to put Martin Luther King stuff in the game itself is just like you're not this is not the right way to do it. No,
2: no,
0: it's not. Well, mm. le- here, let's devil advocate devil's advocate, advocate this for a second. Sure. One, one, I'm I'm not yeah. defending the idea. I'm saying look at what we can learn from this. One, how <laughs> many people Of a very young age, because we're all in our mid-twenties. I am myself in my (laughs) Uh, late-twenties. But we are aware of Dr. King. Are 12-year-olds aware of Dr. King? I don't know. Can Fortnite... Hey, let me finish. Can Fortnite be a good way to disseminate information to generations that might not be exposed to that information uh, I, just I mean yet. with America trying to a vacuum, like with America trying to ban
2: critical race theory it's like yeah fair enough i guess america's trying to censor history so i guess whatever way you can disseminate history to the people but I like just, i yeah. never
1: want to be in a position where i hear uh, uh, at any point a kid who is around 12 at this time talking about martin luther king aka that thing from fortnite yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: that's true that sucks but what i'm saying is as things change do games like fortnite provide us a new communications platform that we didn't necessarily have before like, i think the answer is yes i don't think I, they figured yeah. out how to really no, use yeah. it all May, the way maybe yet. maybe not but it, yeah. it, it, it makes me scratch my head it's like this isn't the answer but is this on the way to a new way of doing? Maybe things? not Fortnite,
2: simply because
0: maybe yeah. not Fortnite. <laughs> I I will definitely plant my flag in the ground next to yours on that. Maybe not Fortnite. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but it, like, but it is interesting. Like, I, I I do think that you know, it's like I, I'm not sure. Like, the intention seems like it was probably a good one, or it sure. was trying to like. You know, this game was trying to basically capitalize upon like, you know, people celebrating, you know, black culture and stuff like that, which is not good, even if they present it that way. And it's it's hard to tell if this was like a, you know, a kind of tone deaf thing that had a good intention or if this was a very tone deaf thing that had like a kind of skeevy corporate intention because obviously it's always
0: going to be presented according to the announcement from PlayStation this was not run by Epic this was not run by the companies it seems like a partnership of Fortnite community creators because like Halo you have the ability to build stuff Uh, community creators partnering with time so this isn't like Epic in the middle of like balls deep in their Apple lawsuit saying you know what we should do in the middle of August this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this was people who had a project and brought it to light. And I, I think that a lot of that nuance gets lost. And when you look yeah. at what Fortnite is, it's behemoth of strange like behaviors, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> what kind of voice are people having when they can use Fortnite this way? That's the yeah. interesting question to me. I don't think That's that succeeds fair. in a lot of
2: ways, but yeah. yeah. I mean, then that just makes me look at times and I'm going, what the fuck were you thinking? I don't want to offend it for two reasons. One, I do not know all the details
0: of this, and I am not the most qualified person to discuss the complexities of people in this video game using it to discuss racial issues and civil the yeah. history of civil rights in America. But two, also, because, I mean, just on its surface, I'm like, I yeah, t- to the point of the, t- of the tip screen, I'm just like, if you're going to try to discuss something serious, you need to do it seriously? Yeah. This is not really the forum for that, but I am interested in what it means that... This is another avenue to discuss these things, considering mm. the kind of audience
1: it has. Yeah, no, sure. I, I get that. Yeah, I,
2: I... yeah so uh, the it's last interesting, th- but it's
1: also very stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, Story interesting but stupid. We have our titles. Yes. There uh, we go. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about one last thing. Uh, so, okay. uh, update on Activ- on the Activision Blizzard lawsuit. Uh, yeah, we got of All right. These. Oh yeah,
1: let's end it off with a bummer.
2: Yeah. So. Uh, uh, you know the lawsuit is now in jeopardy because uh, the Activision Blizzard HR destroyed documents, uh, oh, important right. documents, I forgot about that. and yeah. uh, yeah. So because apparently because the it, fine, the yes. fine for
1: destroying the documents was probably less harmful to them than than giving those documents to the court and how it would affect the lawsuit. Yeah, which is uh, that's fucked. Right. <laughs> the system
2: just works. Yep. <sighs> I mean, mean, it works. It's doing it what it's supposed to. (laughs) Just what it's supposed to be doing is fucked up. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything sucks.
0: Uh, Everything sucks. They also, didn't they hire, uh, to represent them in the case and, like, help them out? They hired, like, a union-busting lawyer that, like, previously worked on anti-union efforts with other developers. They did.
2: They did, in fact, do that. Yeah. Yep. And, uh... On that note, did you
0: fucking see they announced Call of Duty Vanguard this (laughs) this past, (laughs) you know, uh, month. Call of Duty Vanguard, you know, they always make a big new Call of Duty game every year guess what name is missing from all the marketing materials? Activation Blizzard.
1: Oh yep, my God. so that name
0: is nowhere to be found in the marketing for Call of Duty Vanguard. It's just the developer
2: Sledgehammer. So oh, like, yeah. I, I don't know yeah, if they, I mentioned they, this. Everything
0: la- they're doing is full
2: swing, yeah, corporate I, defense mode. Yep, I don't know if uh, I mentioned this Oh, wait, there's another bullshit thing that happened uh, involving Activision Blizzard. So, uh, Overwatch, right? There was a character named Uh. Jesse McCree who was named after (laughs) a developer named Jesse McCree. And, uh, you know, turns out that developer was a fucking sex pest. And uh, so now they're changing the character's name and it's just like wow uh you do the one easy thing to score brownie points but you don't that's all they're they're taking the amazon route as soon as
0: all like the official reports about working conditions in the warehouses came out you suddenly see ads all over the place of employees in amazon saying how much they love their jobs and how and twitter accounts saying how much they don't pee in bottles yeah this is the same thing they take away the thing that gives you the heuristic activision blizzard to the fact that something fucked up is happening and then make whatever small efforts they can to just sever those connections enough that they leave the public dialogue and allow people to engage with their products that's yep. it that's yep. all they're going to do
2: yeah uh i don't know if i mentioned this last cbp or not but hey worth repeating uh in a article from vice.com activision it worker secretly filmed colleagues in office bathroom and activision it worker yeah, pleaded yeah i remember that one oh, yeah i think we did talk okay, about that okay we did talk about yeah. it yeah so because uh, oh, yeah, it so, came out on, on the 30th, so... Yeah, if in case I, you
0: need a reminder of the scope of the depravity
2: of July, what's happening On July here, 30th, uh, so it question. might have been just after the cutoff, but yeah. yeah so as question. a person
1: who, you know, who, like, obviously I've been following the Activision story, but, you know, I'm following it as, like, oh, a company is being sued or whatever. I'm not really as familiar with, like, all the things that Activision does. Like, if you said this game was done by Activision, I'd be like, okay, that sounds right. And you could be making up total nonsense. So yes. as someone who would probably be fooled by the Call of Duty not being called, you know, not being mentioned that it's being, you know, help that it's being made by Activision, what are some big popular games that we can just toss out there to be like, hey, if you want <laughs> to right. not support Activision, these are the games Jeff, that, that... Jeff,
0: it's, it's not going to happen because if you look at Activision Blizzard, you've got World of Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Fair. Tony Hawk, Fair. Call Fair. of Duty... Um, (laughs) fucking, uh, Call of Duty Warzone is blowing up. Um, do they, fuck, so many classic games, too, from, like, the PS1 Dreamcast Xbox era, too. Uh, Chowder, do you have any more that you can just rattle off? Uh... Weren't they behind, uh, like, the Spyro remakes? Yep, yeah, they did, I think, the Spyro and the Crash remakes because those were done by Vicarious Visions, which is is a subsidiary. They did did Destiny for several years until Destiny, as they said in their Witch Queen reveal, claimed their independence, which I fucking love that slap in the face to the bullshit of Activision. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, no, like, Activision makes so many games. uh, I cannot uh, imagine. Obviously, like, we're not uh, pushing like
1: yeah. even you know like by putting all that out there's no one you know even if we were a bigger podcast it would not push the needle at all but for individuals who want to make a choice about the companies that they support i feel like it is helpful to have that information just out yeah, there, yeah. being like for sure you know if you and have I the ability continue, to avoid those games then you know i will continue you to not to do. play
0: any of those games that are not tony hawk pro skater one and two sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh but there's also a difference because Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two is like those are games that came out fucking ages ago, right? They, they Oh, never there's mind. Ignore me. All right, I don't know what yeah. the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, I think uh, we've been going for quite a while now. Why don't we bring it into the editor's room and try to pick our top story? Bless. So here in the rating section, we, as an editorial staff with uh, great journalistic integrity, try to look at all the headlines we've brought to you and figure out if you're gonna walk away remembering only one thing, one piece of news to share with your friends at all the parties we know you're going to because you're super cool. What is that information? And because going we're not be? in a
2: pandemic. Uh, well, <laughs> well, we are, but, but some of us just
0: have uh, a nice uh, little uh, shield I was, I was being coy. We're us- definitely in a pandemic. Okay, thank you. I didn't want to have to go into that. That's a whole extra hour of podcast. So uh, if we're going through all the news um, for the past month, normally i try really hard to look at uh how my bias affects what i bring to the table and say what do i care about most beyond my bias fuck that this month destiny 2 witscreen reveal (laughs) i am so fucking pumped that's my vote for top
1: story so i personally i hate to say it because usually i like to pick stuff that i'm more excited about rather than Mm -hmm. stuff you know that is but i i sort of feel like especially with the efforts like you were just talking about to like you know just get it out of the public consciousness even though we've probably had this as our top story before I still feel like Activision the Activision lawsuit is the most significant thing and that's that's kind of where I'm leaning but yeah yeah I I mean you you
2: know I'm kind of with I'm kind of like you know you gotta like go past your biases and think about like what the people care about, but man, I like me some JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> Damn, I don't want to vote for that. Well, then,
1: fuck it. this is the one time I'm not like, hey, Star Saber is the fucking number one story of this <laughs> one because of course it isn't. All right.
0: <laughs> okay. So, I'm um, well, hey, we have three different answers. I mean, it, I would definitely go toward the Activision. That would be two months in a row, I think. I'd definitely yeah. go closer to Activision than
2: I would JoJo. Yeah. Um, yeah, same. So, I mean, um, I would, go closer to activision then
0: but. yep fair enough all right well you heard it here two months running let's keep paying attention to that activision lawsuit there's a lot of great stuff happening out there in nerd world but we cannot forget about the bad things such as activision and weird fortnite stuff
1: just kind so, of their whole jive
0: that about <laughs> wraps it up uh we're gonna be back in a couple weeks with a regular ass book club episode by the time this episode comes out shang chi will have released i don't know if we'll do a conversation oh, yeah. about that um, but we'll depends see what happens, and in, in, in a couple of weeks, yeah, it depends on whether or not we really care about it as a group of friends, because that's all this is. It's a it group looks of friends so far. I like it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see it. I am ready to enjoy it. Uh, I think Eternals is the one I'm the most excited about, just because it seems weirder, and I like
1: weird stuff. I'm on a weird uh, kick lately. I mean, I like we, again, we can stuff. get into this later. But fucking Shang Chi I mean, looks like it's doing a lot of neat neato martial arts oh, kind of yeah, stuff and yeah, putting an no, emphasis I, on that yes. and i'm down Big i'm so down for some jackie champ bullshit so. yeah <laughs> i think i
0: think i think that's what's got me excited about it but i i don't have a connection to the characters yet i'm mostly just interested how it'll pull from iron man yeah or if i mean will.
2: if you're uh getting into weirdo stuff have you considered jojo's bizarre adventure <laughs> oh my is is,
0: god well it's bizarre out. let me tell it, you that
2: <laughs> is it an anime it's yeah. It's an anime, yes. We just spent, like, fucking 20 minutes talking
1: about it. What do you mean, I know. An anime? No,
0: I I understand that, but I'm just saying <laughs> I am disinclined to watch anything that's an anime. The closest I've gotten to enjoying anime is Avatar The Last Airbender, and I know that calling that an anime is a, an act of Let me just to some people. I,
1: as someone who's known you for a long time, Colin, I can say mm-hmm. that even if JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was not an anime, I do not think you would enjoy it in the <laughs> slightest. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not to say I don't. I think it's great, but it is not your style. (laughs) Okay.
2: Fair enough. It's a fair enough. It's a lot of like pulp nonsense mixed Mm, with like the author's own mysticism and.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. When I say weird, I mean, I don't know. It's I weird. guess I'll get it. I've been watching Mr. Robot lately, and that's oh, that's almost kind of the threshold I'm at for weird. And that show gets a little funky. Not quite. I don't know if you ever watched Legion, that X-Men show on FX about uh sure fucking Professor X's son. That show, I only watched the first season. Is that season. what it's about? Yeah, it's... Fucking nuts. That show is crazy. That's the kind of weird that I've been looking for. But we'll see. You know what, Shatter? If I You you dipped your toes in destiny. If I get uh, bored enough, I'll hit you up. We'll see what happens.
2: Okay. Uh, I, I would I like mean, to hear Colin's reaction yeah. to some
1: JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I mean, I mean like,
2: uh, it, a good starting point is ironically not part one, because part one is like Isn't when it? the- I like part one. Go more. figure. Because when the author was, like, kind of figuring out his-, his Uh, was still kind of figuring stuff out and he was kind of relatively new. Uh, Part two was like, Oh yeah, this is uh, kind of what you uh, may be expecting from Jojo, you know? So yeah,
1: yeah part two All right. I, I mean I feel yeah we we can talk about it another time yeah hi. no we got we <laughs> got to wrap this
2: up
0: I've been Colin you can find me on this podcast and on other ones uh, comicgeekprogram.com
1: I have been Jeff Levitt uh, if you want if you're interested in Transformers content which I expect most of you aren't but if you are I have a YouTube uh, toy review channel called Alchemist Prime Reviews and uh, yeah that's me
2: uh, hi I'm Timul or Chowder whichever you prefer uh, you can find me on Catchphrase Catchphrase yes <laughs> Uh, you can find me on twitter at time old chowder and uh, you can also find me on our sister podcast dice populi I'm like, oh, D- yeah. I'm DMing right now. And uh, yeah, yeah, the first episode of that of Chowder story will be out as of this recording.
0: And uh, we have a little recap episode to get people up to speed. If you don't want to binge 60 or 50 episodes of podcast, uh, it's huh, it's wild. But you can check that out on your own time. For now, I'm just going to say goodbye and go back to doing my day job because I should probably be doing that right now. Bye. Ciao.
1: Adios. <laughs> Dirt.
0: dirt. Adios dirt. This episode of the Common Briefing Program was hosted by me, Colin. I was joined by Jeff and Chowder. As usual, we talked about news. And the episode is sponsored by a joke. Because that's the credits format for this particular show. We got more podcasts. We got more episodes of this coming. And I think that's about it. This is weird. Fight me. I dare you. Don't do that. I'm tired. Have a nice day, everyone. Thank you for listening to this.
2: I mean, then that just makes me look at Times, and I'm going, what the fuck were you thinking? Chatter, you are full-on robot voice right now.
1: Yeah, you, you uh, you... I'm full-on... Ro- I'm okay, okay uh,
2: uh, uh, I mean, uh, what I was R. saying, yeah, what I was saying was, well, then that just makes me look at, uh, Times Magazine and go, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> Am I still a robot? <laughs> Chatter? we're
1: just getting... But... Uh... That, uh... <laughs> Okay. No. no okay.
0: That good. was yeah. so long. All right. You're back.
2: Am I back? You're back. I will yeah, say back. it. A, I will back. say it a third time. Uh Thank you. <laughs> So, so that just makes me look at Time Magazine and go, "What the fuck were you thinking?" Yeah. yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. See, that's no, for
1: sure. I don't want even if it's not epic. All, that's still there's still some w- you know.